Hey guys, I'm Norman. And I'm Cassandra. If you enjoy this show, and we hope you do, consider checking out Second Breakfast, our weekend edition podcast exclusively for Patreon supporters. Where we discuss things mostly related to Lord of the Rings, including cast filmographies, the Silmarillion, and much more. For $5 a month, you'll get access to this and other Patreon-exclusive Dueling Genre content. Head over to DuelingGenre.com support to find out more, and thank you very much for listening. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one whisper-filled minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 128, which starts with Mary saying what and Pippin saying I'm hungry and ends with Gandalf <laughs> saying before it drove him mad and uh, of uh, Gollum and he looks away kind of in thought. Yeah, this is the first time we hear Gollum called Smeagol. I like that they put all of the Gollum backstory here instead of in, um, like, Exposition Gandalf back in Bag End. Because that's where it is in the book. Right, and that's where it originally was going to have been. But that's a lot. But it was running long. That's a, that's a lot of information. Yes. And you might as well have it here. Right. When you are in the thick of everything and you, like, encounter Gollum again and you're just sitting there remembering which way to go yeah. as opposed to before the journey even starts. Just Mary and Pippin. Mary, what? I'm, I'm hungry. hungry. <laughs> Too bad. That's why he knocks that thing in the well. He's restless. Aww. He's hungry. He hasn't had his food today. He's, I mean... Aragorn is smoking. I'm sure they have food. They. It's not like they, they just wandered away. Like, it's not like they let Bill the Pony go with all the saddlebags still on him. They right. still have all their stuff. Yeah. It's just such. A, it's just a funny little moment. Yeah. They really are the two kids on a road trip who are just like, "Are we there yet? I'm hungry. I gotta go to the bathroom." Like. Right. <laughs> oh man, at least Pippin didn't pee down that well. Oh. It'd make less noise. Yeah. <laughs> but probably would make someone more angry. Um I Or maybe orcs don't care. The noise I mean, the noise is what wakes everybody up. Yeah. Certainly not the light. Right. <laughs> Might as well turn on all the light. <laughs> I also like Gandalf's look. Right bef- right after he says, before it drove him mad. Do you think that's, like, a guilty look? Like, he... Now he knows what the ring is capable of. He let Bilbo have it for so long. And he... And Frodo is carrying it now. So do you think that look is, like, one of guilt or just, like, general introspection? I definitely think he feels bad for the ring now being in Frodo's possession for letting Bilbo have it for so long. Yeah. Because he didn't know what it was, and he should have looked into it more, you know. Right. 70 years ago. Right. And he didn't. 
because even when because when Bilbo first finds the ring, Gandalf is just like, "Oh, magic rings aren't anything to play around with." Right. Be careful. Like, how many magic rings are there outside of the rings of power? That's my question. <laughs> that's really like that's that's my question. Like, it's a magic ring, and Gandalf immediately wasn't like, "Huh." I wonder if it's one of the rings of power. Right. Can I see that? At that point, does he have one? I think so. So he knows. He, like, he knows what it is. He doesn't know it's the ring, but he knows it's a ring of power. Right. And we and don't like, know outs- We don't know for sure exactly how long Gandalf has had his magic ring. Yeah. But most... Most of the text leans towards pretty much as soon as he got off the boat. Okay. Cardan's just like, hey, I don't want this piece. (laughs) Cardan's like, uh... What am I going to do with the fire ring when I live next to the ocean? Right. You seem like a pretty cool dude, Mr. The Grey. (laughs) It's like, roll call, The Grey, Gandalf. Yeah. But uh, I have two Mr. Blues. <laughs> it's like Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> Radagast wanted to be the pink. He wanted to be Mr. Black. And it's like, no one gets to be Mr. Black. You can be brown. <laughs> you can be brown. <laughs> but like, I don't know. The I just think he's he's really guilty. For yeah. letting Frodo have it. Yeah, he feels guilty about it. Well, because remember the look on his face at the council? Yeah. When Frodo stands yeah. up, like, Gandalf immediately just, like, shuts his eyes, and takes just, a like, deep breath. Collapses. And then turns around. Internally, yeah. yeah. But, like, he has a ring of power, so he knows that, aside from the three elven rings, which are outside the sphere of Sauron's influence... Kind of. They're not entirely. Mostly. They're not, like... But they're also not entirely within his power. Right. They uh, they have more power to resist him than was intended, but he can still find them when their powers are used. He can still sense them, as long as he has the ring of power. Yeah. So, like, and he knows those three Elvish rings are all accounted for. Right. And, and he knows the, the nine ones, are accounted all for. All the other ones are evil. So, Maybe the dwarven rings aren't necessarily evil. Yeah, but the dwarven rings were used to get like to mind control the dwarves too. No, the dwarves couldn't be mind controlled. Oh, the dwarven rings were a failure because dwarves are too self interested and greedy. Huh. So Sauron couldn't tell them what to do. He couldn't corrupt them like he could corrupt men because dwarves have a stronger will, mostly because they're greedy. But it did amplify their greed. Hmm. Because I thought that, like, he couldn't control the dwarven lords that wore the dwarven rings of power. Oh, so what happened to those rings? Well, some of them were eaten by dragons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he has some. He has three yeah, or four yeah, yeah. of we them. We talked about this already. The rest of them are unaccounted for. Most assumed to be eaten by dragons because that's the, the general fate of dwarf lords who are too <laughs> are greedy. greedy. <laughs> Is a dragon eventually comes and kicks over their dwarven sand castle and eats them. Because it's greedy. Because the dragon is also greedy. <laughs> yes. 
Hmm, you have amassed a pile of shiny things. I don't have to do any work other than kill you. And that is, well, no work at all, because I'm a dragon and you're half a man. Dwarves resent that. Dwarves do resent that. They're 100% dwarf. It's all natural. 100% the, dwarf. The condescending way a dragon would look at them. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're very small. A dragon wouldn't talk to them, they'd just eat them. Smog was very talkative. Smog was also the smallest dragon ever. He's a very small dragon. He has to make up for... He has to overcompensate. He's from a late generation. He's, he's you know, he's not he's not as great as the dragons of the first Yeah, he's age. insecure, so he talks a lot. Yes. Big dragons, you just show up. Yeah. People run or they get eaten. Precisely. <laughs> well, I mean, when he first showed up at Lake Town, he's just like, mm, I'm all business today. Yeah. Oh, that movie um but then you know bilbo he talked to so, bilbo he talked to things he didn't view as a threat i mean this is not off topic but very very far down the line so like what the heck is the arkenstone then i don't know is it just like is there like a, a dwarven ring hiding in it, it just amplifies everyone's greed uh. Uh, it's a MacGuffin. What do they call it in the movie? Like, gold sickness? Yeah. Yeah. Gold sickness. Yeah. It took his... like... Like... Oh, man, those weird trippy moments with Doran. A terrible... No, like, a terrible excuse to, like, just say, oh, that person's really greedy. He's got the gold sickness. Like, no! He's just an asshole! Yeah. Oh, man, all those, like, awkward tension scenes with Doran are just, like... Those are we, odd choices. We will talk about those. Uh, those are the things that are in the in that movie that make me go, yeah, this probably was originally a Guillermo del Toro movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's a very Guillermo del Toro thing. <sighs> it's not a very Peter Jackson thing. I just, like, okay, so, <laughs> even then, this dwarf ring made all the dwarves greedy. Yeah. You don't want Bilbo being greedy. Bilbo's already greedy. Yeah. There'll always be a baggins and baggins. Yeah. I mean, and the ring of power makes you greedy too, but greedy for it. Right. And its protection. And power. Yeah. Not just material wealth. Right. Which is what the dwarven rings did. They're right. Just like, dwarves already value material wealth more than everything else. Mm. So maybe G Gandalf thought it was like a dwarven ring or something. Maybe. But doesn't he know what they all look like? Probably not. I don't know if anybody really does. One of the things... That's true, because he goes to the library and it's just like, oh, I need to read about the age, 34, 34. <laughs> 34, 34 of the second age. Titter-tatter, <laughs> titter-tatter. I will, I will always remember the year, 34, the year that Isildur 34. died. Yeah, 34, 34. Well, no, it's not the year that Isildur died. Oh, it's the year died. he got the ring. Because it's his journal. Yeah. Dear Diary, today I found a really cool shiny thing. It is very pretty. I am the best man in the world. It is precious to me. <laughs> and then Gandalf goes, <gasps> precious. Why would anyone use that word unless they're being mind controlled by this thing? <laughs> Why would anyone ever call a beautiful golden ring precious? I don't know. Maybe because it's a precious metal. Right. So it's just an uncommon word in Middle Earth. Precious. Oh, that's precious. 
It's just like, I just imagine him, he's just like sipping water and he reads, it is precious to me and just... And he <laughs> like spit takes, the librarian's like, all right, that's enough. And no, and it hits the librarian next to him just out of frame. Yeah, the <laughs> librarian, like, like the okay, librarian. you have, we've already talked about this at length, but you have op- an open container of liquid next to these priceless... Dry pages. ...documents. You have uncovered flame. Next and there's to these, dust everywhere. Just stacks. Oh my god! Like <laughs> <laughs> it's not so much a library as it is a tomb for books. That's where the books go to die. That's horrible. Well, no one's been down there in ages, obviously. Yeah. There's like a librarian. He's not so much a librarian as he is just a guy with a key to this door. Gondor, like Gondor, does no respect for history. No. Gondorians need to have history classes. Yes. Okay, so that leads credence to my Gandalf is a geology professor thing because he he's doesn't a know a lot of teach. He doesn't know a lot of history. I mean, he knows some, but he, you know, he still had to research. He doesn't remember very well. No. Hence, not having memory of this place. <laughs> he does have a mind for dates and facts. But minerals, man. Minerals. He's got a mind for minerals. <laughs> Okay, That's so... That's why he got along with Thorin so well. Did he, though? I mean, it's implied that he did. <sighs> okay. I mean, he helped them for we'll, a reason, we'll, apart wait, from, like, wanting wanna, to send Bilbo on an adventure. I don't want to talk about The Hobbit right now, even though we're talking about Gollum. Um, it's hard to talk about Gollum and not talk about The Hobbit. Three days. So is that three days in here, or three days total that he's been following them? That is my question. Yeah. Gollum has been following them for three days, he's says Gandalf. three days. And Frodo looks so... Offended. Like, terrified. Also, Aragorn's a ranger. Yes. And Legolas. Legolas is a freak of nature. Right. But you're telling me that, that they've Gollum been being followed for three days. Has been followed, like... Been so are Aragorn and Legolas and Gandalf like just not telling it? anybody? Is Does Gandalf know because Aragorn and Legolas know? Probably. Like, Aragorn, because Aragorn helped him track Gollum down before. Okay, but, like, so. wouldn't Legolas, because Legolas, in the book, at least, has come to Rivendell because Gollum has escaped Mirkwood. Wouldn't he, like, his priority... Wouldn't the first thing he do, like, put an arrow through yeah, that guy? that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you escaped my father's house. My name is Legolas Greenleaf. Prepare to die. Like- yes, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I am Legolas Greenleaf, Prince of Mirkwood. Right. First of my name. You offended my father. Prepare to die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Precisely. That is, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine that he wouldn't just be like, oh, thwip. Right. No one could stop him. <laughs> because he'd be the first to see him. Right. Unless he, like, sees him, and then he's just like, Aragorn. <laughs> Son of Arathon. <laughs> I owe you my allegiance. Can, can, can you look at this? Um. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, I knew about it. And he's just like, God damn it. And everyone just like, looks. It's like, oh. He's harmless. <laughs> he's a withered, foul creature. He's fine. The wolves will get him. Oh, there's no wolves in Moria. There were outside in the book. That's true. 
Okay, because my question then, it's a four-day journey through Moria. I have a stronger question. A stronger question. I have a stronger question. You're going to one-up my question. About Gollum following them in Moria. Okay. How do you get in? Exactly. If he <laughs> was following them from, like, before the lake or the pond, whatever it is. I just want someone to, like, edit the moment when the doors open and then they all turn around and we just see, like, Gollum Spider-Man into the top. Yeah. When everyone's occupied with the watcher. Just like He's... invisible jet. Like... <laughs> Parkour. Like 60s Batman. <laughs> Little spinny symbol. There's like, oh my god, like that scene of like 60s Batman and Robin climbing up the roof. Yeah. Or not the roof, the, the building with the rope. <laughs> yeah, but he just like goes in over the top of the, in, in through the top of the door and no one notices him. But you clearly, like, in the frame, like, see, like, someone make eye contact with him, but they just, like, ignore it. Mm -hmm. You know, make an even bigger joke out of it. It's just, like, okay. How did he get in? How did he get in? And if he's been in Moria the whole time. Did he, like, talk to the Watcher the way he did to Shellob and be like, hey, can you move one of these rocks? I don't know. We are, we are, like, kind. We are both evil and love water. Um, Can you let me in? I mean, Shelob has, like, some sentience. I don't think the Watcher... I mean, it might. It's a it's a sea monster. I don't know if it has feelings. She loves a spider. Yeah, but she's an intelligent spider. Yeah, I mean, this could be an intelligent squid. Squids are very intelligent. Yeah, well, I mean, octopuses are. Octopi? Cephalopods in general. Cephalopods, that's the word. Cephalopods are very smart. They're I, good problem solvers. Also, Gollum is like snack sized, so like. Yeah, well, I mean, he has to she love too. Yeah, that's true. There's no, there's nothing left for Shelob to eat on Gollum. Spiders like suck the grossness out of things. Well, that would just Gollum's already a withered husk. <laughs> it's true. The ring has already taken anything worth taking. Yeah. No, I just, I just like to to imagine him like approaching the lake and being like, "Hey, hello, hello, <laughs> Mister Watcher, Mister Squiddy." <laughs> I just don't understand, like, he's been following them for three days. He just promises the Watcher he'll bring the ring back to the Watcher, the way he did. And then he, like, gets away, and he's like, ha, sucker. (laughs) (laughs) Sucker. (laughs) And then the little Smeagol personality is like, that was rude. (laughs) Precious is ours. (laughs) I just, like, I don't know, three days. Three days. Helen's been following them for three days. I'm going to go out on and how long have they been in Moria? Three days? That doesn't make any sense. Less than three days, I think. He has to have been following them since before they entered Moria, because right. he followed them into Moria. Right, exa- yeah. That's what I'm, like... So if it's a four-day journey through Moria, I'm I'm questioning this time scale more and more all the time. I know, right? The conspiracy is unraveling before our eyes. <laughs> my my suspension of disbelief is is gr- is is growing weaker by the day. Look, I know this movie is four hours long, but just keep a consistent timeline. <laughs> right. I I still think that, like, every time we see a cut, it's a day in Moria. Okay. Roughly. That just makes the most sense to me. They did trim the Smeagol reference out of this scene in the theatrical. Mm-hmm. Like, this happens, but they trim the Smeagol thing. 
uh, because they feel like it was just, you know, more unnecessary exposition. Yeah. When you're going to find out next movie anyway. Right. Where, you, where it's like a big plot point in the next movie. And they put it back in the extended edition for the DVD because it's a big deal in the second movie. And they put it back in for people that are like bigger fans. They're going to watch this. Then that they're going to see the movie. And like the extended edition is going to tease and set up things for the next theatrical version of the movie. Right. Which I think is kind of a cool way to use the extended editions. To kind of tease things for the next movie. Did the original extended edition come out before Two Towers? I think it came out right before. Oh, cool. Because these were... They were released inside the same year as the normal DVD. Oh, okay. Makes sense. They did not come out all together. They did come out, like, in succession. I think I'm confused because my dad got them all at the same time. I did not. I got them as a Christmas present each year. Oh, okay. As they were coming out. Legit. That's awesome. I got one one year and then the next. Three days. Three days. This is also the Gollum prototype. We haven't seen him yet. We see his eyes. Yeah, that's true. We see see more of him tomorrow. Little fingers in his eyes. Like, this is the, the prototype Gollum, where they're just like, well, we need this here. Right. As a placeholder. Well, we see some of that prototype Gollum in the prologue. Yeah, uh, and the um, and the hands on the torture rack. Right. Which are much closer to what Gollum wound up looking like in full mm. than this. Because he's very, like, bluish. Well, it's also the light, I think. Yeah. But, I don't know, he looks bluish. He looks almost like the color of Nightcrawler. I don't... Yeah, I think the... I think it's supposed to be, like, shadow. Yeah. Like, that's not what his skin looks like. Yeah. Nightcrawl. Maybe that's how he got in. (laughs) How'd you get in here? The power of plot. (laughs) Plot armor. (laughs) I walked in. But the door collapsed. Says you. (laughs) No, it's fine. Uh, so we are from the website duelinggenre.com. If minute podcasts are your thing, which they seem to be, you can also check out Back I mean, to the Future Minute. I mean, if you're 127 minute. episodes right. in. You can also check out Back to the Future Minute and Harry Potter Minute if you haven't already. Highly recommend. Um, uh, special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Leaper182 and Ed Foster. I hope everyone has a good Wednesday. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.